Hello, and welcome to another episode of Passion for Passions. This is Marcus, and I'm here to chat about passions and all of the wonderful and dramatic things that have happened in the last few episodes. So this time I watched episodes 216 through 224, and there were some interesting new uh, sort of plot things going on more than what I was expecting. Uh, from what I recall, there was kind of like two main things. Well, there's really like three things kind of going on, um, which is one, of course, Ivy still trying to blackmail Eve into getting Sam to sleep with her, even though, again, I still don't know how Eve is supposed to be able to convince him to cheat on his wife. Uh, so that's one plot. There's also a plot upcoming with the kids. So, you know, Charity and uh, Miguel are still in love for no reason. And they're thinking, hey, what if we go to the prom? You know, we're going to go to the prom. Like, maybe we'll even be crowned uh, king and queen at the prom. So that's another plot where Kay wants to kind of destroy the prom. And then there's more with Eve. But also, but it's the Eve slash Chad story where... Chad is coming closer to figuring out the truth of his, his parents, basically, which I don't know if it was ever clearly super explicitly stated before, but the show is really clearly pinning it on Eve is the mother at this point. Like, no holds barred. It's pretty obvious at this juncture. If you weren't clear already, you'd probably understand by now. So those are the main things going on. Oh, also Louise and Sheridan. Forgot about that. Um, the drama with her having him arrested. So those are the main things going on right now. Oh, there was, but there was, see, every time I think there's, like, so much more going on in such a short span of episodes, I mean, it makes sense, but, um, yeah, there was the whole event, the wedding charity thing that happened, which, um, you know, Chad and Ethan had gone to, and Whitney and Teresa were also at, so, of course, they meet up, and they get roped into a perfect couple competition for some reason, which is also televised live on the air because apparently nothing happens in Harmony. They're going to televise this kind of silly charity event. I guess it would be on public access. Though why in the heck was Simone watching that? Oh, well. Anyway, who cares? So, yes, they're on this wedding show thing, this competition. They do contests, including... The sexy dance uh, for the removal of the garter. And that was very strange. I found that very uncomfortable. Like, why would they do that as a contest item? Why would they do it live on air? It just felt very strange to me. But anyway, they do it. And uh, I think I think Teresa's dance is way better than uh, Whitney's dance was. I didn't like Whitney's dance at all. Uh, it didn't feel very uh, skillful. I'm going to say she should stick to singing. <laughs> so, yes. In the end, they both win the spotlight. They're like the spotlight couples, uh, Ethan and Teresa and Chad and Whitney. And uh, they come home. They all go to their respective homes. And there is a funny moment where Teresa misunderstands Ethan because he just speaks in such a way that is so easily misunderstood, clearly, where he's like, there's still one more writing ritual we need to do. She's like, what is it? And he's like, oh, I don't, I don't remember what he says exactly, but he's like, are you ready to do it? And she's like, yes. Um, he's like, okay, you can do it right here. And um, he's like, close your eyes and I'll do all the work. And then 
what is it? Of course, it's him picking her up and carrying her over um, the doorway into the home, that whole thing. And then, of course, Pilar's home to see this. And she's like, what the heck's going on? And Ethan is like, in the stupidest voice that's like goofy and happy, he's like, Teresa and I just got married. And honestly, Pilar should have fainted. I would have, that would have been so great. But no, she's just like, what? And then, of course, they realize that, you know, they're just joking. And it was just, you know, carrying on from this charity event from earlier in the day where they did this and they were awarded the Most Perfect Couple in Harmony Award, which is so funny to me because it's not even the award for perfect Harmony Couple. It's the most perfect. Like, as if there are many couples who are perfect, quote, to begin with, which is no, that word should just been perfect couple. Most perfect is so funny. Anyway, whatever. I don't care um, that much. So yes, that's happening. And that's kind of, I think, kind of the end of with uh, Teresa anyway for the time being. Um, aside from her typical, we're meant to be together, blah, 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 blah. You don't understand, mama. I was your age when you got married. Uh, or she was, she was, you were my age when I, you got married. And I wish she would have said the age. I like replayed it. I rewound it and replayed it to be like, did she say how old she was? But she didn't. So I'm like, dang. I assume Teresa's supposed to be 18. That would be my guess since she's in high school. That's like the best, quote, closest age. But maybe she's also 17. I don't know. Anyway. So it's kind of the end of Teresa for now. Um, We get a bit more of Ethan when he's like talking to uh, Gwen on the phone because she's like on her business trip forever. And, um, you know, he just says that they did this contest and blah, blah, blah. And as usual, Ethan does that thing where when he's thinking about Teresa, he like looks off and is thoughtful or pensive, but he doesn't say anything or indicate anything of what he's thinking otherwise. So yes, that's what's going on there. Of course, uh, Whitney and Chad continuing to have their, will they or won't they admit their feelings for each other? They do not at this point. But Chad reveals that he's probably going to leave Harmony if he can't find any information about his family. Um, so that kind of leads into another storyline with Eve, of course, because she's still, you know, she can't stop thinking about the past and everything that's gone on in her life and the drama and, and you know, Julian and everything. She's just, she's just a wreck and she can't tell Cece. I wish she would just do it, like just get it over with. If she had just told him to begin with, then he wouldn't have had to see the photos potentially. I guess Ivy could have still dropped them, but you know, he, he, it would have hurt, but it could have been some of this insanity could have been avoided. Either, but Eve starts realizing and thinking about her old friend, Crystal, which she has never mentioned before, but was another singer who she was friends with uh, back in the early days when she was still singing and that Crystal knew everything. She knew that Eve was pregnant. She knew the whole story, basically about who it was that it was of course of course it was julian who else would it be um but she knows all that information so that's what eve is thinking about and she looks in the paper and she realizes holy heck crystal is going to be in harmony singing oh she's in boston excuse me singing of boston this was advertised in the paper so she's like i've got to go and you know go to crystal and tell her to leave and it's interesting because when Crystal comes up to the stage, she's like, I've been in Paris for like 20 years or something, and I just came back here now for the first time. And like, wow, you really were devoted to keeping that secret for Eve because Eve must have told her when she was young, like, go away, never come back type of thing. Uh, but she's come back now 20 years later. 
so spontaneously, so perfect, of course, so dramatic. So they're all, that's, um, she decides to go, of course, everyone decides to go eat, uh, Julian decides to go to the club because he was listening to a record of Eve or what have you. Um, so he decides to go, even Tabitha goes because her divining rod pulls her there, <laughs> which is great. Uh, Simone decides to go because she, she calls up Chad and finds out where he is. So she goes there too. So of course, Chad is there because I don't know why Chad was there. He just was like wandering and looking around, I guess. Um, Yes, Chad finds Crystal. He talks to her. He says his name. She's like, oh my God, that's so strange. Like, I, you know, and it turns out that someone in her past had said, hey, can I use your father's name and your maiden name to name my child? And obviously that's like, okay, wow, that must be you, this guy, Chad Harris, who's sitting here right next to me right now. So she's ready to tell him, you know, all about his family, his mother and father, but she doesn't get around to it. She's too busy. She's too stressed. She's like, you know, hey, uh, just give me give me your number and I'll, you know, talk to you tomorrow to give you more details once I've re-straightened it out because I haven't thought about this in years, basically. And Chad's like, okay. But it's pretty clear what she was going to say was going to be your mother's Eve and your father is Julian. But that did not come out tonight. Instead, everyone is at that club, and Eve tells Crystal when she does get to see her. She doesn't see anyone else. She just sees Crystal. She's like, well, she sees Julian, but she sees Crystal and it's like, get out of here. Leave. She doesn't even give an explanation why. She's just like, you must leave now. And I feel like she should have explained, like, I can't let you tell this specific secret to people. She should have been clear rather than just saying, don't stay here. My life could be ruined if information got out. Like, say something specific, Eve. Either way, after she delivers this ultimatum, Crystal still is like, I can't do that. And I'm like, good. Don't. Don't fall to the pressure. Don't. And I guess she probably doesn't want to, even though Eve was her friend. Because one, Eve is not friendly to her at all this time. She's just like, go away. Uh, and also, she seems to have make, maybe developed some quick you know, buddiness with Chad, seeing how much this means to him type of thing. She doesn't want to let him down. I don't know, but we'll see what happens with her because you never know. It was like Orville was ready to help as well, but then he got hit by a car. So who knows what lengths Eve will go to. Eve is a murderer, plain and simple. She could have killed Ivy. She had a gun, but she shot that dang pillow instead, okay? Eve is like ready to go to the ends of the earth to keep her secret secret and I wish she hadn't because being framed for murder for example would be much worse than uh, blowing up your marriage I, well would it be I don't know I think it I don't know I guess I don't know but anyway I just think Eve is not uh, uh, thinking clearly about some of these things and what she's doing either way like I guess she's just frantic so I get it um, oh there was a fun part though when she is there with Julian who's like trying to you know rekindle this relationship just half-heartedly, but he seems to be willing to. So Eve pulls out a knife on him. I'm pretty sure it was a bar knife, not like a personal knife she had, though I don't know, actually. And she basically says, get away from me or I will cut you. I'll cut your penis. And I was like, whoa, Eve, you are amazing. You are a badass, and I love this. So Julian backs off at that point, of course. So aside from that, which I was very interested in, like, again, when I first met Chad, I was like, who are you? Who is this new character? I don't want a new character. 
let's just stick with what we got. I don't like you. You know, I don't care about music. I don't care about LA. <laughs> but he's really grown on me mainly because you see, he's not just going to be super pissed off fighting people all the time type character. He is, you know, very interested in finding out about his past. And he seems like a really nice kid. And he he loves music. And that's cool, too, to know that he's got a deep love and affection and passion for something and that he wants to achieve that. And I'm happy. And I want him to. And I also want him to find out the truth, even though that would probably cause a lot of strife in the household. Uh, yeah, because I, I don't, again, I don't know... I feel like Whitney and Simone are supposed to be different ages. They're not supposed to be, like, born at the same time, like, twins. I guess I could be wrong. Uh, but that means, you know, if Chad is a child of Eve, that means one of them is related to Chad, and therefore that would explode their, you know, emotional feelings that they have for each other. So, you know, I'd be very sad for whoever that is, and I'm pretty sure that's Whitney. But I don't know. Because also they always peg, uh, so at least in my opinion, Simone is always presented as kind of childish. So that's why I'm feeling like she's younger. But I guess she could be the older sibling. I don't know. Either way, that's what's going on there in the Russell household. And let's go back, though, to Charity because there's a really great thing going on with this prom, which unfortunately this whole story gets kind of waylaid for a when Eve's story takes over, Eve, Eve and Chad's stories anyway, uh, which is that there's going to be a school prom and everyone's going to go. And of course, Miguel's going with charity, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? But the funny thing is Tabitha like sneaks, uses Timmy to sneak up a VHS copy of Carrie to, <laughs> to the bedrooms up there in the uh, Bennett household so that Kay will stumble upon the Carrie movie and watch it. And so that is an interesting choice, and so they do find the tape, and they watch it together, uh, Simone and Kay do. And Kay is just, like, loving it. She's like, this is my favorite part. And, I mean, I like Carrie, too, but I don't know if I'd be, like, saying stuff like that when I'm watching it with a friend. I don't know. Maybe I would. I do like the conclusion, you know? It's good. Um... But I don't understand what exactly Tabitha is trying to do. Because she said this will be like help Kay get ideas. And Kay clearly knows what this movie is and she's seen it before because she already has favorite parts and stuff. But uh, I don't understand like what is it that Kay is meant to do if she's going to replicate this Carrie stuff. Um, you know, like because in Carrie, people harass the Carrie character, right? And the Carrie character has powers. Um, and in the end, all that harassment comes to a head at the prom when the pig's blood is dropped on her head when she's crowned prom queen. And at that point, Carrie's powers are finally fully unleashed and she kills everybody. Um, I think that her her uh, prom partner is killed, but he's killed by like the bucket falling. This is thinking of the movie specifically. Uh, so I don't, I don't necessarily remember the book you know, because there's obviously differences and things, but in the movie anyway, um, I think he gets killed by the bucket that falls from the pig's blood. So he's already dead, but she kills everybody else at the school at that point. So who, what is Kay meant to do in this scenario? Is Kay meant to be the bullies that bully Carrie? Because Kay is saying, oh yeah, they're getting what they deserve. So she's rooting for Carrie, but Kay does not have powers at all. You know, she's just 
a regular teenage girl. The one with powers is Charity. So if Kay uses this movie as a template to bully, you know, to bully Charity at the prom, then wouldn't the end result be that Carrie slash Charity kills everyone? How is that a... Well, I guess that's not a good plan for Kay. That is a good plan for Tabitha, though. But yeah, I don't know why Kay would think, yes, this is great, I'll use this. I guess because she's assuming Charity does not have powers, why would she assume that? But yeah, so that's I'm very confused about what that is meant to be for or who's meant to benefit from that. Um, the favorite thing that happened here in this part of this episode, for me was when a zoned out or zombied or sleepwalking charity comes downstairs doesn't say anything doesn't look at anybody goes to the vhs player pulls the tape out and starts saying evil and uh whacks it to death with a fire poker now if i were in this scenario i would be so freaked out like what is going on charity what on earth are you doing and I think the family, the parents come downstairs as well and like hug her and like, what's going on? And they just basically sweep it under the rug. And like, that is not normal behavior. Something is clearly strange with Charity. Sleepwalking, yes, that happens. But you don't destroy things normally when you sleepwalk. And if you're going to say, oh, that's just normal, just destroying something with a fire poker is normal, then I would be very afraid that she's going to do that to like a person. She's going to attack a person in her sleep or what have you. Like, no. I guess if I were living in that house, I'd make sure to lock my door before going to bed because I don't want Cherry to come in and kill me with a fire poker. So yeah, very strange that they just kind of accept it and let it be. They clearly should not. And that gal is just like, oh no, I'm so concerned for you, Charity. At some point, I would be like, you know what? I really never knew this girl at all. I didn't know anything about her. You know, I just liked her because she was pretty and sweet. And clearly there's a lot going on, like, and maybe I cannot help her with everything that she's going through. Like, honestly, why? Miguel stays with her, I guess, because, again, it's his first relationship, his first love. It's so intense. I understand that that could make you want to stick with a less than ideal relationship because it's your first time. And you're like, this is it. This is going to be it, you know. So I don't know, but very odd for me that Miguel just continues to be like, yes, I love you so much and I want no one else, but fine. Stay with the pure, like, but also totally boring and bland charity. Do whatever you want, child. There were also a lot of dream sequences in this movie, uh, series of episodes. Eve in particular has this very interesting dream sequence where she's at the bar, like young again, but everybody is there and there's a bed in the middle of the bar and Jolene is trying to get with her, but Eve is watching and like amused and Grace comes and everyone comes and is like, ha ah, what's going on here? Oh, let's look at these pictures and, you know, point and make fun of Eve and blah, blah, blah. Very definite stress strain if there ever was one. So I think that was fun. I, and there's a whole part a bit earlier, I think when they're at a, the lobster shack all dining together. And Eve also imagines that Grace had heard her making a deal with uh, Ivy and gets really upset. And that's the first time I've seen like really good acting from Grace where she's acting upset and angry because Grace never gets to do that in normal acting. She's always like happy or a bit confused, but, you know, welcoming and, and positive or she's being gaslit 
so she's she's never had the opportunity to be outright angry and so even though it was just a dream sequence I really appreciate that and I would love to see Grace get more chances to really exhibit emotions like that but I guess they'll have to wait before something dramatic happens I suppose but I definitely was like yeah okay Grace can do something Charity as of yet has not really shown fierceness and anger that I've seen so I would also like to see if Charity can do that because it would be nice to to get her a bit more alive I don't know than how she's been so far but that's what's going on so far I really was uh, thinking that more might happen, but so far the prom is kind of like, looks like it's been pushed to the side in favor of Eve and uh, Chad's storylines. One thing that happened when this has all been going on that I realized is, where is Jessica? Where is she? Because we've been in the Bennett household multiple times and Jessica's just like gone and I don't think there has been, maybe there was an offhanded comment at some point, but I feel like nothing was said. She just like suddenly doesn't exist anymore. And I get because they don't want to like have her in the story because maybe they didn't want to write her. They want to do all these other things. But I was just very confused. I'm like, where is she? And Hank was gone too, but he came back uh, because he's like, oh, I just, you know, I blew into town again. Blah, blah, blah. Um, I guess Beth is also gone, but she was never a very big character in my mind anyway. She's just like, Oh, I'm a coffee shop lady who loves uh, Luis, but whatever. So, but but uh, Jessica really is a, I would assume, main character. She is one of the siblings, but she was nowhere to be seen in any of these episodes, and I was very confused thinking about it. I even forgot her name. I just, like, wrote Kay's sister, question mark, and then remembered later it was Jessica. Because it's been that long since I've seen her, I, like, forgot her dang name. So, yeah. Oh, those are the main things that happened so far. There were also a great deal of amazing quotes in this episode. Uh, I've always been a fan of like quotations, but not like good ones, like not like famous ones that people use all the time. I'm more fond of funny ones. So one thing that I didn't attribute anywhere, and this I think was just from the uh, charity event, was something that was said was marital moments. I really like that. I like alliteration. You may come to find. Um, when Ivy's insulting Grace when trying to convince uh, Eve to do stuff for her, she calls Grace the yard sale queen. I love that. I love that put down. It's so silly and yet so true. Um, I quoted Most Perfect Couple for the award because I think that's very funny. Again, Most Perfect is not what you would normally say. You would just say perfect uh, in regards to grammar. Let's see what's next. Tabitha is speaking about Kay, and she calls her the Mistress of Mayhem. I like that title quite a bit. And I hope everyone else does as well. And then, oh my god, this thing I do not understand at all. Charity was asleep, and she's dreaming about the prom. And then the disco ball starts glowing and spinning, and everyone is screaming. And Charity wakes up, and she's like, God help me, I've just seen a vision of hell. And I was like, what on earth are you talking about? What did you even see? I just saw a glowing disco ball. What What was that meant to imply? What was happening in that sequence? I have no idea. Is a disco ball scary? What's happening? And why is that hell, a vision of hell? 
how do you know? Oh my gosh, this is just so weird. It was funny, but just ridiculous. I need to like clip that and save it because that is so funny to me. I, I got to find it. I don't remember what episode it was, but I've got to find it right now. And I've said that I've got to do it. I uh, sometimes secretly, well, not secretly, I sometimes clip uh, parts of the episode, not for GIFs, but I actually will save them as like a YouTube video. And um, I think the last one I did was like not public, but I could put it public. I don't know if I could. Maybe NBC will take it down if I do. Uh, but I have them like unlisted. And the older, the other one was with Tabitha where she was like trying to destroy the computer or stop Grace from finding her sister on the computer. And so she's like, if I have to, I'll give a virus to the entire internet. And that was a very funny moment to me. Okay, let's see another quote. Oh, that was Teresa and I just got married. That was just a funny moment where he was he was so stupid. Uh, Ethan, let's see. Oh, when Ethan is talking to Sheridan because she's, you know, telling him how upset she is and everything that's going on. Ethan says to her, you can dump on me anytime you like. And that was just, you, that's phrasing, Ethan. You've got to learn phrasing. So that was fun. Yes. So that is all that has happened in the episodes 216 to 224. I very much want to see if Crystal is going to come through and be able to deliver information about Chad's parents to him. Or is she going to get killed or somehow removed so she can't help him? Because that's how passions work. So you usually don't get the payoff very quickly. But I want it to happen. I want him to know. Uh, so that's something. And I want to know. Luis is probably going to get out of jail. But I want to see that happen. I want to know if Sheridan is ever going to be able to tell Ethan what the heck she saw. Or if she's going to otherwise find out. There was a whole sequence where she was in... Julian's office and was very close to that creepy as heck Louise face mask but she does not see it I wish she did I wish she saw it and screamed and was like and then was like what is this um but we're not there yet so I guess and I want to see the prom if they're gonna do like a Carrie reenactment I will die okay I will die I love Carrie I've seen like every iteration of Carrie the and I read the book of course I've seen the first movie I've seen the TV movie that was from 2002. I've seen the more recent movie, which I think had Chloe Grace Moretz in it, um, which is more recent. I think I saw it in theaters, weirdly enough. I've also seen Carrie the Musical in person. Hello. Uh, so I am a Carrie fan. I've also seen Carrie 2 The Rage. <laughs> yes. So if they do some Carrie thing, I'm going to be really happy. I really hope they do. They already did like a little tiny Saturday night uh, Saturday Night Fever spoof with Timmy so I know they can do anything but we shall see either way that is the latest episodes of Passions thank you for joining me and I'll be back soon to watch the next set of episodes bye